Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Superman before Krypton explodes, but after the show Krypton airs on the Sci-Fi Network, which is the channel that it airs on, it's our podcast after Krypton. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I like the way you start very dramatic and end very like, well, but here we are. <laughs> this, is kinda, a, this is life. Yeah, well, you know, that is life. And that's what Krypton is all about. Is It's about life on Krypton. Like, what are we doing? Where are we shopping? Yeah. Where are we going today, guys? Exactly. It's just a fun. It's almost like the movie Clueless, but on Krypton. Oh, my God. That's a really good metaphor. Who do you think the share is in this scenario? I'm going to say Sego. Oh, very quick answer. And I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff going on. On, on the planet of Krypton, we had a huge revelation that we left off the last episode where it was revealed that Adam Strange, who had traveled back in time to save the planet Krypton from being taken over by Brainiac, was not the only time traveler. There was also General Zod had who? traveled back in time. But we don't quite know at the end of the last episode who sure. he is. We're like, wait, you're uh, Light of Zod's son? Well, if you've been watching a lot of the supplementary materials that sci-fi has been posting online, you do know that General Zod is Light of Zod. I love supplemental <laughs> material. <laughs> That's what my a great favorite way to materials. consume content. Yeah. Have you, did you read the uh, book series, his supplemental materials? <laughs> I did not. I did not. Yeah. Uh, though Pretty I know cool. exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, anyway, though, uh, yeah, we did leave off where uh, the character played by Colin Salmon, who he thought maybe he's a Black Zero operative, maybe he's Sagittari, which is the military guild, we're not sure. He revealed that he was light as odds son. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the family tree of what's going on there in a second. Um, but the important thing to know is that she seems to believe it at the end of the episode or seems to be shocked by it. Um, also, uh, at the same time, Segel has been tortured by this guy who says that he is General Zod, Light's son. Um, he's been kind of wandering around and doing a bunch of stuff. Segel is Superman's grandpa, in case you didn't know that by now. Uh, also, on the other end of the spectrum, there's a whole conspiracy Game of Thrones-style thing going on where the House of Vex which is the lawyer guild, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. The bureaucracy guild. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, is creating an insurrection against the voice of Rao, who is the head of the religion uh, worshiping Rao, the sun god on Krypton. They have teamed up with Jaina Zod, who is Lyta's mom, so therefore uh, Zod's grandmother. A lot of grandparents on the show. Uh, it's, you got to know your family tree. Uh, this show is sponsored by Ancestry.com. Really, <laughs> go back, uh, send in a sample, figure out who these people are. Oh, my so God. So you know if a time traveler is to come to you. 
you will know who to want to keep If alive. you are listening to this podcast, what we want you to do is go to the probably Vancouver set of Krypton, track down the actors, <laughs> swab their cheeks, against their will or with their will, whatever you want to do, and send it into Ancestry.com. Ancestry.com. Great site. <laughs> <laughs> and they should work on that tagline a little bit. <laughs> yeah, not a great tagline. Uh, but anyway, they're, they're working with Jane Asad to take down the voice of Rao. The thing they don't know about the voice of Rao is voice of Rao has been taken over by a probe that Brainiac sent to Krypton. So in a surprising twist, Blake Ritson, the actor who plays Brainiac on the show, is also playing the voice of Rao, and he has also been taken over by Brainiac. And that's kind of where we pick things up. What a three-part role. What a triple threat. He he is. He's a triple threat because he's playing three. I think that's how it works. Uh, sure. Uh, well, he is a threat. Yeah, that's he's, exactly he's one, right. He's two threats at least. That's exactly right. There that's you go. what I meant by triple. Double. Oh, man. That's pretty crazy. Uh, so where do you want to start with this? Uh, there's like two trains running in this episode. Yes. And by that mean we mean no trains, but they're metaphorical trains. Right. Exactly. Uh, there's an A plot and a B plot, which is the typical structure of a TV show. Right. And by that, we mean literal A plots and B plots as opposed to the metaphorical trains. Sure. If a metaphorical well, train. Let's talk about the General Zod stuff, because yes. that, there's a ton of stuff that goes down here. And I... I really liked what they did in this episode, honestly. I, I agree. Like, I feel like... They it it felt like this was going to be a fight episode because mm-hmm. we have um, these forces Lyda and Seg who are together and they don't know anything about anything. Then we have Adam Strange who knows a lot of stuff and Zod who also knows a lot of stuff. And there was a lot of Zod saying everything, like giving away the farm about like yeah. Superman uh, about. Or about, about so, history of Krypton, anyway, and like what well, the deal is. Well, one thing we've talked about a lot on this podcast is the show was super weird about whether Brainiac was a time traveler. Yeah. Like, they, Adam Strange would come back. He'd said, Brainiac is going to destroy Krypton. He's the collector of worlds. We need to stop him in order to save Superman, who is your grandson, Segel. But they never really specified, wait, how does this actually work? And Zod, pretty much at the top of the episode, after Adam Strange confronts him, Straight up says what's going on. He explains that Brainiac is not a time traveler. Brainiac had always taken Kandor, and by taking Kandor, it destabilized the core of Krypton, which leads to Krypton's destruction. So what Zod is actually trying to do is save Krypton. But the the Krypton's destruction is what leads to Superman. Right. So what's so great and it's sort of complex to parse out here in the scene is Adam Strange comes back because he's like because he's like we need to save Superman, but to save Superman, Krypton needs to get blown up. So uh, to do that, Brainiac does need to take to the city of Kandor, bottle right. it up, and take it away, which we know from the comics is what happens. It's new information in this in this series that uh, taking Kandor is what destabilizes the planet and causes Krypton to blow up, which I think is a great detail that they did here. I I love this. What yeah. I love this is because it plays with our expectation as yeah. viewers. Like we know. Just like Adam Strange does, we know how important Superman is. We know that Superman isn't just going to save Earth multiple times. He's going to save the whole galaxy. But Seg and Lyda almost immediately turn on Adam Strange, not just because he's lying, but also because they're loyal to Krypton. And they just found out Krypton, their planet, and everybody they love is going to explode and die versus this metaphorical grandson that is going to do something on another planet. Where's a cape, which, like, is not the coolest look. No, that gets... Well, to be fair, another grandfather on the show, Val-El, also wears a cape. Yeah, but he's totally dead. Yeah, he's a hologram. Yeah. 
Oh, that's a great point. Uh, and I also think here we have a great... Uh, th- this moment in the series, we're switching... We have to, as an audience member, have to switch from our like sort of villain radar from Brainiac, who has sort of become a force of nature uh, yeah. in the Superman mythology, at least in this, in this episode, in this series, uh, to Zod is now the villain. Zod is the one that is trying to save Krypton and thus kill Superman. Well, I think, so let's talk about that a little bit because there's a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, when Adam Strange finds out that Brainiac always took Kandor, you can see, and I think if we trust Adam Strange, which we absolutely can, uh, he doesn't know what's going on. So then yeah. the question is like, what happened with him? How did he end up going back in time? My theory, but like my working theory right now, is that he heard some sort of conversation about General Zod going back in time, but didn't hear all the details. It was like, oh, I'm going to impress Superman. I'm going to impress the Justice League. So I'm going to travel back in time, and I'm going to stop this thing. But he thought it was Brainiac, so he got everything wrong. Yeah. I don't think he's doing this with authorization of Superman or anything like that. No, I I agree with you. I feel like, uh, and he seems, this this Adam Strange is like young and sort of seems like uh, like he's, is playing around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I agree. I think he is at the mercy of this information just like Lyda and Sagar. Right. And there's a great reaction that General Zod has where, uh, I'm forgetting the exact phrase, but I think Lyda says, no, Adam Strange says something like, don't listen to him. He would do anything uh, to destroy Krypton and Superman. And Zod's answer is, I would do anything to save Krypton. Yeah, which is the answer that Sag and Lyda want to hear, but we know as an audience member he's left out the Superman part of it. Well, and do we know that this General Zod knows Superman? Like we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know for sure. Yeah, I mean they mentioned it in the episode, right? Uh, that he's I because they didn't actually talk about Superman a lot. It was just they sort of talked around I guess so. it. So I mean, here's what I assume at this point is like I assume this is General Zod the way that we know General Zod. This is General Zod yeah. from. Uh, quote unquote, our timeline. So he has fought Superman multiple times. He's tried to take over the earth. Maybe he was uh, just to actually to take a step back for those of you who aren't familiar with the comics continuity, uh, General Zod, we've never known his parents in the comic books, like the L line we know up and down. There's plenty of other lines in Krypton, but General Zod, we know that sometimes he's married to Ursa, uh, like he is actually currently in the comic books. Sometimes he has a kid, like he currently does in the comic books. But we don't know anything about his parents or his, uh, his family line at all or what's going on with him. The other thing that we usually know about General Zod, and you've seen this probably in movies and TV shows, is he's usually friends with Jor-El, who is Superman's father, until something splits them up. Something breaks them apart. Usually the destruction of Krypton because Jor-El is on one side where he's like, we got to get out of here. And Zod is like, no, we need to stay with Krypton. We need to save Krypton. Krypton is the only thing that matters. And Zod at that point is usually sent into the Phantom Zone or away. So my yeah. interpretation of events is this is the Zod who all of that happened to. He got freed from the Phantom Zone. Maybe some Superman 2 stuff happened. Maybe some Man of Steel oh, stuff well. happened. Something like that because David S. Goyer is the executive producer and like there's kind of shades of the DCEU in here a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that's my assumption. Uh, I, yes, I, I mean, I think that's that's totally fair. I would also throw out, though, we don't, on your uh, talk about the Zod parentage, like it's sort of implied that this is maybe that General Zod is Light and Seg's son. 
Do you think so? Well, but I don't actually think so. Uh, I feel like uh, that General Zod is going to be Lyda and Dev M's son. Well, so what I think is happening, I actually think it's the reverse, is what I take away from this, because the show has been so crazy twisty so far. Like, I think, so later in the episode, Sag and Lyda have a conversation about, wow, this clearly means that we there's no future for us because we have this guy as a son. Uh, but I think maybe he is. But that's a crazy twist that uh, that that Zod, General Zod, is Superman's uncle. Yeah, that's weird. I think that'll happen. I think that's what we're going to find. Or out. I guess te- technically. So then, what? Who's Jor El? How does he figure in? I think here's okay. Here's my crazy guess, almost based on nothing. But I do think we're going to find out, and maybe Zod doesn't even know this. But I think that Seg and Lyda are going to have a baby together, and that baby is going to be General Zod. I think that also they're not going to work out on the timeline. A lot, a lot of this is sent to flux by the end of the episode, mind you. But I think like that Seg does probably have a kid. I don't know who the mob is. I don't think it's Nisavax necessarily who is his betrothed on the show. But I think he does have a kid who is Jor-El, who is Superman's dad. Huh. Separately. But I think, like, out of wedlock... So it's like a half... Yes. Uncle. Half uncle. A hey uncle, if you will. Oh, hey uncle. That's a cool way to say that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We're going to find out about this stuff. But I think, like, they've been throwing so many curveballs here... And just to get back to it, the biggest curveball is this episode, second lighter, like, we have to save Krypton. Yes. So that makes us, someone should be checking the cape. Like, we got a cape yeah. in the Fortress of Solitude that's, like, burning up. <laughs> it's, like, back to the future photographing away Superman. Yeah. But, like, check that cape because we got to know that's the only piece of evidence that we have. Well, but so let me ask you this, like, as a scenario, right? So... And I was thinking about this a lot while I was watching the episode of, like, if somebody traveled back in time was like, dude, we got to save your grandson because he's, he's great. Gonna, he's he's great. so cool. Yeah. He's a really cool dude who's totally rude. But he wears this cape. Yeah. He wears this cape and the cape's disappearing. But you don't know how important it is, but it's going away. Yeah. And he's going to save another planet that's not your planet. Or you could save your own planet and everybody you love. What would you do? Fuck that cape wearing grandson. Right? Yeah. I'm I'm hanging with my my planet friends. Yeah. So it's at this point, like, I think we're heading towards a show that's gonna be like, is there fate? You know, does destiny exist? Is there any way that they can ever save Kandor and Krypton? And the answer is probably not. Do you think that by the end of this they're gonna erase all of Superman from all continuity? I don't know. That I would kind of love that in a certain way because that would be such a fucking insane move to do. Yeah, that means Batman Superman, the movie, just wouldn't have happened. Oh, I like this move then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I agree. It puts us as an audience member in such an interesting place because we like Lyda and Seg, yeah. uh, but we also like Superman. Yes. And so if they're going to spend the next, like, the rest of this first season, like, fighting to save Krypton and kill and erase Superman, like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's fun. Well, that said, they make a bunch of dub moves over the course of the rest of the episode. Oh, big time. This uh, this episode, everyone like messes up. This yeah. whole episode is every character being like, oh, wait, what? I'll just try this. <laughs> oh, that was wrong. Yeah, it's, it's a weird bummer because I thought like the plot moves that they make are so great. 
Yeah. They're so smart and so ethically challenging to watch. But at the same time, they immediately figure out, oh, there's this weird door that I've seen with a weird symbol that's totally a unidentified. symbol that I don't understand. What I don't could know. it be? What does it look like? And they eventually, after way too much thinking about it, are like, you know, that kind of looks like the House of L symbol. See, that to me was the craziest thing is like these people have spent their their entire lives revolve around, revolve around these like sigils, these like things. Yeah. And they look at this thing and they're like, this is gobbledygook. <laughs> what a bunch of goof writing this is. And it's clearly the L symbol and uh, the mashed up with the Zod symbol. Yes, it's clearly that. And then beyond that, Seg, they get to this door. They try to blow it up. That doesn't work. And Seg is like, Blood. It's one of those blood computers, which clearly is a thing that like doesn't exist anywhere else in Krypton, I yeah. guess, except it's everywhere. Yeah. Blood. Co- what if your computer was a blood computer? Ugh. And you had to just be like, oh, Ooh. shit, should I write this email? All right. You just have to slice your hand open, Again, bleed on it. as we previously established on this podcast, slicing your palm is a dub idea. There's Horrible plenty of other place. places to exactly. slice. Exactly. Like I just give myself a something. bloody nose. Yeah, slice your butt. Yeah, slice your butt. Hashtag Krypton, slice your butt. Hey, did you see Alex? Yeah, he turned on his blood computer with his butt. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they discover the blood computer, and Sag immediately was like, it's the combination of both our symbols. I'll use only my blood. Yes. Again, a very dumb move. And then they're like, what if we combine our blood so that it's the L blood and the Z blood? And they're like, oh, yeah, right. And then there's a weird moment. There's that a it, weird moment. There, yes, yes, I wanted to ask you about this. So... Uh, Light Zod is like, okay, I'm going to cut my head. And then Zod, General Zod, is immediately like, no, I, let me do it. And steps in, uh, steps in front of her. Why is he doing that? I, I don't know. It makes me think that, uh, I mean, that makes me think that he, Lightest Blood wouldn't activate the blood computer. Hmm. Meaning she is not the Zod that has been programmed into this computer. Hmm. So does that mean that Lyta is not a Zod? I mean, it could be that. It also could just be a moment to absolutely confirm for us, the audience, that General Zod is who he says he is. So is he proving that to them as well? Like, maybe. I'm legit. I, I I don't think he was proving it to them, but I do think maybe it was like anybody in the viewing audience at home who still doubts I'm General Zod, I am General Zod. Or alternately, it was just the writers tried to set up a deal before Zod joke because he gets out on one day. He's like, I'm not usually in this position that's fun. Yeah. It's, it's a Kneeling, fun... you know. Zods don't kneel. Glider, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Kneel you, you don't Zod. kneel. Kneel before Zod. Superman 2, we've all seen it. Yeah. Seg, you probably kneel, I bet. Yeah, you would kneel. You're no Zod. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me throw this out to you. Why wouldn't, if the blood of the L's and the Zod open that door up and... General Zod is the son of Sag and Lyda. Why wouldn't just his blood open that shit up? Oh, that's a good question. Unless he's not Seg's son. Well, possibly, but Seg already put his blood there, so... You're saying it's like a whose blood is down first. Yeah. Whose blood on first? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. pretty cool. (laughs) Anyway, they open it up, uh, and then they reveal... I'm trying very hard to, like, watch this show with a critical eye, and then there are points where my comic book brain just sneaks in, and one of those is when General Zod reveals Doomsday as the weapon that he's going to use to fight Brainiac. Yes. Which is insane. And for those of you, like, I don't know how deep uh, you guys are uh, reading comics, but uh, Doomsday famously killed Superman, uh, and it gets crazier from that. Doomsday is a 
weapon that was built on Krypton somehow shipped to Earth by like Amazon primed to Earth before Superman got there, buried in the center of the Earth, came out and everyone was like, yo, this thing's a monster. It's killing everybody. Superman fights it. They both die. And that's the famous death of Superman. Uh, And going even further back, Doomsday was originally a baby that was just on Krypton before it, it was hospitable. And a well, scientist... didn't they didn't they kill the baby over and over again? I vaguely remember that. Like they kept killing the baby. Like it was like, oh, I got a little bit of a cold, and they're like dead. And then they brought it back to life, and they're like, oh, now I have a worse disease, dead. And they kept yeah. killing it. It was something I where think... the it was about like making the baby stronger by like making it immune to every possible way of dying, and that's why Doomsday's angry, right? So. Just the idea, though, as a comic book fan, as a super bad fan, that, like, I know we keep comparing the show to Gotham, and I yeah. love Gotham, mind you. Like, I have a lot of fun watching Gotham, but the Gotham spent so many seasons being like, maybe he's the Riddler. I don't know if he's the Penguin. He just kind of walks like a Penguin. Yeah. And this show, the first season, are like, here's three villains that have completely fought Superman to a standstill and occasionally destroyed the entire Earth and stopped the Justice League. Yeah. And we're just going to throw them in here with these Kryptonians who have no powers. And who barely can function regular in yeah. regular life. It's it's insane. Like, it, I love it. Like, it is. Yeah, I agree with you. And, uh, I mean, the comparison to Gotham I think we made was, like, Gotham is just, hey, man, wouldn't it be cool if Batman was here for this show? <laughs> and uh, with Krypton, it, it really does feel like these villains are there, but, like, Superman isn't there. Like, we know he's not coming. Yeah. He, it's all, So I feel like they've done a great job of making us not wish Superman were here mm-hmm. or be anticipating Superman's arrival. It's just we're dealing with this shit. And we are going to see some superheroes, though, in the form of uh, Hawkman or Athanagarian. Hawk Girl, I Hawk think. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we are going to see some of that stuff, but, like, we've already seen a Brainiac probe nearly killed Seg, and then... Yeah, I, I I love it. Like, I love the dramatic stakes of it. And I think what you're saying about the Gotham comparison, again, like Gotham, but it's always the idea of Gotham is almost this is spiraling out of control. It gets better when Batman is here. Yeah. But we're never going to get to Batman. And that's endlessly frustrating. Yeah. Versus with Krypton, it's better because Superman is in there because... Superman maybe could figure out a way to stop this. Maybe. He'd still be in trouble if he was there fighting Brainiac, General Zod, and Doomsday at the same time. But there is no way powerless Kryptonians are ever going to be able to stop these people. So when they do, because it's a superhero show, and they will figure out a way to at least stop part of it, um, it's going to be all that more heroic in a certain way. And I think that's great. I agree. Uh, so anyway, they they lock up, they lock Doomsday back up, and we're like, "Hey, let's not do that. Let's find right. another way to uh, to stop Brainiac." But they still end in a place. I mean, to what we've been talking about, they end in a place where they're still like, "We're going to save Krypton." Yeah, Adam Strange is like, "Oh fuck, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. This is awkward." Uh, one thing, uh, we're, all this praise we're giving this, the episode, but they do make reference to a city on Krypton called <laughs> Kryptonopolis. Sure. Which I was like, what? That's so lame. It opens up the world a little bit that it, that Kandor is a, one of many cities that maybe this these characters could continue if Kandor gets taken. Uh, 
But yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that I've been wondering about a little bit, like, because this takes place in Kandor, and again, from the comic book perspective, we know that Kandor is taken by Brainiac, it's put in a bottle, Superman rescues it and spends decades keeping it in the Fortress of Solitude and trying to figure out how to make it bigger, how to make everybody larger. Um, so if every character we know is taking in Kandor right now, if Brainiac takes them, what happens to the show? And I think the answer is he does take Kandor and season two is supposed to take place in Kryptonopolis. But yeah, as a cool, a real uptown, uptown girl situation. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's from the comics. Like that is where Superman is born in the comics. Let me throw this out though. Doesn't mean it's not dumb. uh, Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Also, I will mention like in the comics, uh, Krypton initially has an island where all the black people live. Yeah, right. Which so, is another uh, <laughs> times change. Yeah, uh, maybe we can uh, figure out a way to retcon that in some way. Sure, uh, historically, I think speaking. they already have. Uh, I yeah, I sincerely hope so. Um, what well, Kandor sucks? It's like in the middle of the snow. There's no way to leave without like literally the way you kill people in Kandor is just be like you're outside now and then they die. <laughs> yeah. So Kandor's got to be like the worst town to live in. Yeah. Uh, do we want to move on to the other storyline? Sure. Talk about the vexes and everything going on there. Well, before we do one other thing, it's weird to me that Superman has a fortress of solitude. And, like, all the elves have fortresses of solitude. Like, right. Why don't they just have an like office or cave? something? Yeah, like yeah. an office. Like a man cave of solitude? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's just so weird. They're like, no, I need, I'm an L. I really need to be by myself <laughs> with my <laughs> blood computer and ice because <laughs> that's where I'm happy. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a family thing. It's like, how, it's solitude. like how Zods like to snap each other's necks and stuff. Elle's got their thing, too. Yeah, I guess so. But that's a weird, like, family tradition. Like, if you're, you had an uncle that was like, oh, yeah, that's my Fortress of Solitude. Like, okay, I'll go <laughs> I got, look I at got it. A, I got a sweet new screen for it. <laughs> you got to check it out. We're going to watch uh, whatever sport it is we play on Krypton. Oh, hey, don't touch that vanishing cape. It's my grandchild, I have to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no big. Don't worry. I'll get to it. Can I get you uh, whatever it is we drink here? Oh, it's called Krypton beer because we just put Krypton in the name of stuff. <laughs> we don't, don't have any other ideas. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, let's move on to the other storyline. Uh, so the other big thing that happens in this episode is the voice of Rao starts it off super creepy talking to little Una, who's a little girl that he adopted in a previous episode. Uh, yeah, she's adopted creep- is a nice way of saying uh, her mother was murdered and it was ad- <laughs> like sort of indoctrinated into a... Uh, uh, handmaiden's Tales type situation. Sure, that's how adoption works, right? Yeah, I think so. It's sweet. So uh, he, she has a creepy conversation with him. We know that he has been taking over Brainiac. She doesn't know that. And he's talking a lot about like absorbing knowledge out of people. And she's like, that's a weird way of putting it. Uh, and though I also think it's weird. This girl was like playing with a doll and being like, where's my mommy? Like an episode ago. And now she's having a theater. Theocratic debate with the chosen godhead of this. Uh, sure, she, I, I I see what you're saying. I mean, to be fair, in the span of the show, she is super into Rao and she loves that religion. So maybe she'd understand a little bit of it. So you're saying she really likes mommy, <laughs> but deep down she has a she's like a, a religious studies major at Vassar. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Pretty much. That's how candor works. Yeah. 
Forget it. It's Kryptonopolis, man. Yeah, no. I went to Krypton University. That's what it's fucking called. <laughs> so uh, the thing that's running through this episode, as we mentioned, is the Vexes and Jaina are trying to uh, have an insurrection against the voice of Rao. They're trying to stop him um, and kill him. Uh, they don't know that he's Brainiac, which is going to throw a huge crux into their plans. Um, I really like Jaina in this episode yeah. a lot. Mama she, Yeah, Mama is... She's a really good actress. Yes. And her conflict between her loyalty to Kandor and in a weird way, but, you know, she's like, she's breaking bad, basically, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, she's just making these terrible decisions, and every terrible decision she makes leads to more and more terrible decisions. Like, this episode, she realizes she has to bring in Devem, who is uh, Light as Oz intended, and she feels real bad about it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the M's are? Like, we know the Zods. We know the L's. We know what they're all about. What are the M's about? Just, like, being nice guys? Just regular dudes. The House of M. Obviously, great uh, Marvel Comics uh, universe event. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty cool. No more mutants, right? Yeah, no more mutants. Um, I, I mean, we don't. I feel like we don't know, and we maybe don't need to know. He seems like a character that um, only has power in the story in his relationship to the Zods. Sure. Um, so while he's intended, uh, maybe someday he'll be superintended uh, <laughs> or maybe intended 64 um, if he gets there. I get it. <laughs> or intended cube. Yeah. Uh, right now he's just a Game Boy and he doesn't have anything to really get. Yeah. Well, I hope that he intended switches. <laughs> uh, and so he, he becomes sort of the they welcome him into the plot, uh, the plot to blow up Rao. He does the dirty work, and then Rao's like, hey, I don't want to have this sort of private audience where the bomb is, so let's have all the people come, and they, they have to scramble, bail on their bomb plan, uh, which that gets them into sort of the final scene of the episode. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing, because we, again, know that the voice of Rao is Brainiac, so when he's like, I want to learn more about Kryptonians... In a weird way, Dev, by telling everybody to scatter for the bomb, actually saves them, at least yes. momentarily, because probably Voice of Rao Brainiac was going to take over everybody, right? Right. I think so. Which makes sense. This is like the lawmaking body, so that would be yeah. a powerful move. Yes. Uh, but instead, the military guild confronts the Voice of Rao. It's like, we're going to kill you. Uh, and he's like, uh, one last wish. Can I take off my mask? And they're like... Let's give a, I'm interested. Let's yeah, give him let's a, see what happens. Let's see what his face looks like. And he takes off his mask, and he's just like a regular dude with a right, beard. Right, he's a dude. Uh, I, I mean, the funny thing about it is like, I guess we're, as a, as a viewer, is supposed to realize, oh, it's the same guy who's playing Brainiac or something or recognizes his face. But how would we know that? We wouldn't know that. Yeah. He's under tons of makeup when he's doing that. Yes. But it is the same actor, which is still pretty cool. Yes, that is cool. But uh, also... It, just the way they build up Rao so much through the first half of the series, and then he takes his mask off, and he's like, oh, I think I saw you at uh, Starbucks recently. <laughs> like, he's a very regular-looking guy. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was funny. Um, but, yeah. yeah, this leaves us in a, like, Mama Zod's in the room when all these people get taken. Right. I don't think she's going to get taken, though. No, I, think I don't think the rest so. of the Sagittarius are taken. I do think... Brainiac now has control not just of the religion, but also the military on Krypton, uh, which is a pretty bad place to be in. Um, I uh, Let's talk a little bit ahead. Like, I think 
we we hear this story of Lightazad being in a ship fighting Brainiac's ship when Kandor is taken. Mm. I think we're going to see that. Like, I think that's what we're headed towards at this point. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. I mean, uh, the characters have to... I do think we're going to build toward a big confrontation between the characters in Brainiac and then Zod. And I think Zod will betray them in some way. Or Yeah. Well, because Zod ultimately does want to save Krypton, and I think he does want to kill Superman. Like, he wants to stop Superman from existing. And I do think, ultimately, Seg, in particular, because he's an L, because they are so trustworthy, loyal little dogs, uh, he's going to realize the right thing to do is to let Krypton be taken and to save Superman, or they're going to get to a point where the fight is lost or something like that. Yeah, um, I could see it going where they, they're fighting Brainiac. Brainiac wins, and Zod turns and tries to kill Seg or Lyda. Right. Well, I guess he couldn't, wouldn't want to kill Lyda since that's potentially <laughs> right. his mom. Then he'd be like, whoop. Yeah, but, he will, well, but if Seg's his dad, then that's a little weird right. in general. But he may not know that. Right, I guess. Or this is just my crazy theory. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Time travel fucks everything up. Sure does. That's why I only rarely do it. Cool. Uh, as we do every episode, let's end with a little bit of Superman trivia. You got any Superman oh, trivia? Yes, of course. Um, the uh, the character Doomsday. Yep. Who we've yeah we saw, saw this episode. Um, Very what, familiar. Yes. What does his name? Where does that come from? Is that like a given name or like? <sighs> Oh, that's a good question. Uh, well, he's not Doomsday Jr., so I know his dad is not named Doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> Doomsday's my dad. <laughs> Mr. No, no, Do- no, no. Mr. Doomsday's my dad. Just <laughs> call me Doomsday. Yeah, uh, so it's not that. Um, maybe it stands for something like uh, deregulated, omniscient, oh, yeah. organization made acronym? Uh, solely to destroy all young'uns. Oh, I like that you threw in a couple other letters. <laughs> and I love the idea that they would make an acronym and be like, yeah, youngins is fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so what, yeah, is, it, what is it? I, I give up. It's short. Uh, not a lot of people know this. It's short for Dr. Doom's birthday. Oh, it's a cross- like House it's a of big, M. It's a, it's a big crossover. Uh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, guys, if you like this show, I would like to support it. Patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in New York. Come on by. We'll chat about Superman or whatever you want to talk about. Justin, what else do you want to plug? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for the podcast and more. And we'll see you next time after Krypton. We'll see you before Krypton, but you won't know that we're there. Oh, yeah. I'm your dad. <laughs> 